Alright, wall fans, that's right. It is yet another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. This is episode 45. That's right, episode 45. No association with that orange menace that's sitting in the White House right now. I don't care. We just I, I, I debated skipping episode 45 simply because I wanted no association with that. Uh, but you know, we can't we can't give him we can't let the orange menace just completely take 45. So this is episode 45 of Go Tell to Wall podcast, and I am your host. The one and only Sean O'Rourke, despite the fact that I was getting emails today for a different Sean O'Rourke. I don't care what they say. I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke. I'm not, but we all pretend I am. I'm probably the Sean O'Rourke with the most common sense. That's what I would say. The most hashtag common sense, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Social plugs. You know you love them. You know you love them, but we got to do this every freaking Every freaking week, every freaking episode, every little video we do. You know why? Because that's how we stay in touch. That's right. Social plugs. If you want to follow us on Facebook, communicate, send some messages, post some things, laugh at some things, you know, whatever you do on Facebook these days. It's hard to do things on Facebook, but we're still on there. Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right. Go ahead and like our page. Lots of info coming out through there uh, until Facebook completely implodes and then we no longer have a Facebook page, of course. Uh, and of course, you can follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. That's right. At magic Muppet. That's my personal Twitter account. Follow that one as well. You can subscribe on YouTube. There's new stuff going up on YouTube like almost every day. Almost every day. We just shot some more content for YouTube today. That's going to be going up in the next couple days. And we have like a bunch of content in the can that I got to take the time and actually get up there posted on YouTube. So subscribe on YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall uh, and you'll find us on there. Most importantly, of all of those things, of all of those is SeanOroarkLive.com. If you're confused on any of that stuff, can't find Go Tell to the Wall podcast, can't find the YouTube channel, you know, can't find the Patreon page, and or just want to check out some awesome photos, you know, communicate with me, communicate with the with the people that help make the podcast move and go, uh, that would be SeanOroarkLive.com. That's going to be your one-stop shop for everything. You can access everything from SeanOroarkLive.com in addition to some exclusive stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, or on any of those platforms. So check us out there. That is your one-stop shop. Uh, as I mentioned, we had some new YouTube content going up this week. Last week we had a bunch going up. We had some more going up this week. Uh, I think we just posted one. I don't know. It's hard to keep track. I got a whiteboard here, and it's like I got stuff in the can. I got stuff that needs to be edited. I got stuff that's got to go up. That's where we're at. However, I want to make a really big push on YouTube. Really, really big push on YouTube. Now, the podcast is our bread and butter. That's where we get like three to 4,000 people every week listening. We don't get a lot on YouTube. But I want to try to move most of our marketing, most of our engagement over to YouTube simply because Facebook is kind of falling apart. Despite the fact that we do a live feed on Facebook every week, Facebook's kind of falling apart. So we want to move the subscribers, all those likes on, on Facebook over to the YouTube channel. Uh, in addition, I don't want you leaving Facebook unless you really want to leave Facebook. But in addition to being on Facebook or on Twitter, definitely subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We're going to do some incentives on there. We just gave away a sticker. Uh day or two ago it's hard for me to keep track of those things I, it's, that's what happens it's not only hard to keep track of all this stuff but i got a f almost 15 month old at home oh my god oh my god nothing just I'm, I'm we're lucky that i'm sitting here wall fans <laughs> that's a simple fact of the matter but please 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 subscribe on youtube just subscribe subscribe watch some videos you will be entertained i promise you'll be entertained so subscribe on YouTube, share it with your friends, tell your friends all about YouTube. You know that you're following idiots on there like the Kardashians and that that Logan Ryan douchebag. Like, so come on. Give common sense a chance. No, I'm just kidding. If, you, if you're not a YouTube person, don't. Like, I'm not expecting you to get on YouTube. But please, 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 if you subscribe, you use YouTube, subscribe. Subscribe. We're trying to build that audience, and I'd like to move more things over there as opposed to Facebook. I really would. And once we get more subscribers, then we'll start to do more engagement specifically on YouTube as opposed to Facebook. Uh, so please, please, please subscribe. Tell your friends. Oh. Now, before we get into the nitty-gritty of things, I wanted to take a few moments here uh, to recognize our beer for this week. We actually just saw a beer review for this, and this is Boomtown Brewery's Mike Check Pilsner. Boomtown Brewery, located right here in Los Angeles. They're actually in the Arts District of Los Angeles. I had the great privilege of... Blip, 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 blip. 
privilege of going there last weekend, actually. I'd never been there. Had never actually had any other brews um, I'd heard of them. They've only been around for three years. I was there this past weekend, uh, and, and they were having their, like, three-year anniversary for the brewery and the tasting room and all that good stuff. Uh, so finally, I was able to try some of the beers. A couple things I want to mention on that. Um, the mic check was actually not the first beer I tried. Uh, so this is a warning for all of you out there, especially if you're a longtime listener of the podcast. Uh, the first beer I tried at Boomtown Brewery was actually their Lime Light IPA, uh, which I would recommend if you're an IPA fan. Like, you got to be into the hops to, to, to be drinking that Lime Light. And, and I bring that up because there was two IPAs listed there. Uh, one of them was Nose Job IPA, and the other one was Lime Light IPA. And I asked the guy behind the bar, I'm an IPA fan, as you should know if you're if you're a wall fan, if you're a common sensor, you know, brewery fan, go tell it to the brewery fan. Uh, I'm a big IPA fan. So I asked him, you know, what, which one of those would you recommend? And, he, you know, he looks and he goes, wow, I would say the limelight uh, because it's a little more balanced. The nose job is, is, is kind of like a punch in the face when it comes to the hops. And I was like, okay. And wall fans, I like hops. I like really hoppy. That's what I grew up on. That's what I cut my beer drinking teeth on was this ridiculous, you know, I don't want to say that. I mean, I was at like 10, I was drinking the junk beer, but when I got to be a teenager, I was drinking the stone before the stone was actually even a stone thing back in the nineties, you know? So like, so I like hops. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, and I go, you know, I go back to my friends I'm hanging out with, it was my friend's birthday and I take a sip of the limelight and a buddy of mine goes, how's the taste? And I was like, oh man, it's really good, but it's about the limit of my, of the hop, the amount of hops that I like, the hoppiness, you could say, it was about at that limit. So I'm, I, I'm standing there, I'm thinking, man, if this is the limit, and he's saying that other one is like even more hoppy and more of a punch in the face when it comes to the hops, I don't even know if I can touch that one. So be aware, wall fans, be aware, common sensors, be aware, brewery fans. If you do go to Boomtown Brewery or looking at some Boomtown brews, uh, just be aware. You're probably going to be in for a little punch in the face with that nose job one. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to try it. Maybe we'll try to have it on the actual podcast or one of the beer reviews. I, I don't know. Let's see how that goes. But it, a little too hoppy for me. So be aware of that one. And like I said, the next beer I tried at Boomtown Brewery was the Mike Check. Mike check for those of you that aren't seeing video or not on the live feed, don't view any of those things. It's not Mike check like check mark. It's Mike check like Czech Republic. It's Mike check Pilsner. Uh, appropriately, Mike check. Yeah, a little play on words there, wall fans. Uh, but what was interesting about this one is I tried this one after I tried the IPA, and I come back and and I'm talking to one of my buddies, and he's like, "Oh, how's that one?" And it's like, you know, it's it's really good. It's supposed to be a Czech Pilsner, but it tastes really Germanic. And I'm not a beer expert, Wolf. I'm like, come on. And we know I'm not a beer expert. I know what I like. I know what I've tried. I know what I can compare things to. Um, but sure enough, the next day, I do a little Google, and I'm like, oh, let me let me learn a little bit about this beer <laughs> without getting too hipster on all of you. And it turns out that what they did, what Boomtown Brewery did, was actually took a little bit of the 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 spirit, for lack of a better word, of a Czech Pilsner and combined that with the flavor and spirit of a Northern Germany Pilsner. And that's those really flavorful pilsners that you find out there are are, are going to be like the ger, the the Germanic pilsners. And I'd said to my friend, this tastes really Germanic. And sure enough, that's what I go to find out. It, it's 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 got a little Germany feel to it. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a a a flavorful pilsner. Flavorful pilsner. In the vein of German beers, if you're a German beer fan. Uh, I would recommend it if you're a pilsner fan, if you're a German beer fan, uh, and simply the fact that it is Mike Czech. Mike check. We had to. I mean, we had to have it on the podcast, right? I was able to leave there with a with a, with four pack of the sixteen ounce cans that they make. And the other the other cool thing about Bro Boomtown Brewery uh, is they have the official uh, Brewers Association Independent Craft Certified. I'm going to go ahead and show it to the live feed. You can see on there people on the live feed. Uh, so they are officially recognized as from the Craft Brewers Association as fully craft brew, not owned by another bigger, larger company or or brewery or anything like that. Check them out. Boomtown Brewery. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Great, great little brewery there in the Arts District. Um, bit of a hidden gem, I would say. Oh, I feel like that's a that's long. That's like half. That's like the beer review just thrown in the podcast. That's it's too much. Oh, okay. Uh, one more thing for the opening. Stickers, stickers, stickers. They're out in the world. Stickers are out in the world. The hashtag common sense stickers are now out in the world. There's not a lot of them out in the world, but we have been giving them out now. Uh, and if you have been lucky enough to get one of those in your possession, 
definitely snap a picture of it. Wherever you put it, you put it on your computer, on your car, whatever it is, snap a picture, send it on over to us, and we'll share that on our social platforms, on the web, you know, wherever we see appropriate. Uh, but definitely, if you see them out in the, out in the world, share that photo. I'll tell you, there's going to be some of uh, some of those heading back to New York at the end of this week. So I'm hoping that we're going to kind of spread the common sense across the country here. Uh, I, I would love to get some in Washington, D.C., for God's sake. Oh, that's where they need the common sense the most is in Washington, D.C. right now. But uh, keep an eye out for those. Keep an eye out for those. And if you're interested in getting one, entertain me. Send me a message. Send me a message on the website. Send me a message on one of the social platforms, whatever it is. And we'll get some of these one or two or three or ten of these in your hands Definitely want to get these hashtag common sense stickers out in the marketplace even more. The marketplace, the marketplace, like I'm selling stuff. The marketplace, God. Can you tell my my uh, my, my marketing background is coming out there? Ooh, the marketplace. <laughs> no, no. The marketplace. God. Just kidding. It's not that big a deal. Wall fans, we don't have a marketplace, though. Ah, let's move along. Let's get in some social. What do you say? A little bit of social, social media, social ridiculousness. Actually, we got some fun social stuff this week. Got some fun social stuff. I, I am I'm trying to bring more fun social things to the podcast. I always make fun of all these little social trends. Invisible box. <laughs> it's an invisible box. There was a freaking Super Bowl commercial with the invisible box. And I was like, come on. Come on. Come on. Show a kid with talent, not some teenagers doing a stupid invisible box thing. I know, I get a little fired up, I get a little fired up, I recognize that, wall fans, but because of that, what we do is try to find some fun stuff that really is just as dumb and silly in the same vein, uh, but I'm, in a, I'm a little more entertained by it, uh, and as you all know, if you're a wall fan, you're a common sense, or the, 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 the common sense theme is, is kind of tailored to, to, to what I think is common sense, and most of it is actually common sense, uh, you know, we can joke about social stuff, you know, invisible boxes is not common sense, but hashtag blah 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 is... No, no. And when I say that, you know, common sense really comes into play when it comes to that orange menace sitting there in the White House in Washington D.C. And it is episode forty-five. It's just con it's there, and I like I can't just get you know. Uh, yeah. All right. First up in social, new hashtag rolling around right now. New hashtag. Uh, my four-word regret. My four-word regret. Now, I'll be honest, Wall fans. I saw this one coming across, and I went, "Ooh, ooh, this can be either really good or really bad." And you know what? It's both. It's both. So I did a little searching on this hashtag. Because you know this can go to just bad places. Just bad places. Bad places. Uh, but it's both sides of things. We do have things like ever saying I do. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, ever getting married. Uh, there was one that I saw pop up in the feed. Voting for Donald Trump. Voting for the Orange Menace. I can appreciate that one. I hope you do regret it. Um... But then, like, this is one that can just go either way. Not having any children. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but here's one I can absolutely relate to that is kind of funny but really just hits a little close to home for me. Uh, not peeing before leaving. All of my friends and my wife can tell you uh, I'm, I'm like a little child when it comes. And I, like, wait till the last possible minute. If, we're, if my wife and I are going out somewhere or my wife and my daughter and I are going out somewhere, I'm, like, sitting there. And my wife will go, all right, we're going. Nope. Mm -mm. Let me go hit the restroom. I'm going to hit the restroom so I can fully appreciate that. Uh, and one of these that I really liked was, I never learned to count. Hashtag my forward regret. Think about that, wall fans. Think about that. I'm going to let you think about that one for a minute. I'm not gonna, even going to spoil it for you. Um, but then, you know, there's stuff you can relate to just a little bit too much. Uh, dating, my, dating a psycho ex. Oof, we have all been there. We have all been there. Uh... <laughs> There's another funny one, and I will leave you with this. Hashtag my four-word regret. Confederacy rejoin the Union. I think I can get behind that one. Got to be honest, I think I can get behind that one. I do have a couple friends in Alabama. Maybe just, you know, get your passport up to date when, when that happens. Uh, 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 I know. That one can just go either way. Uh, I would I would recommend checking that one out on the social platforms and on Twitter. Just prepare yourself. You're going to have some depressed people who are regretting things like getting married or not having kids or, you know, whatever else. Uh, but you do have the gold that is voting for the orange menace uh, or never learning to count when clearly the person knew how to count. There's just a little bit of a play on words. Uh, this one I really enjoyed. This one I thoroughly enjoyed as I was scrolling through. I was just scrolling through today. found this one. And this is hashtag... Add Neil Diamond to anything. Add Neil Diamond to anything. 
so basically what they what they've done is they're t- combining lyrics and other things throughout the world uh and there was one in particular that I saw uh shine bright like a neil diamond shine bright like a neil diamond hashtag ed neil diamond to anything uh where is it where oh gosh uh, there was a good one that I was looking at, uh, but I would check this one out as well. Uh, take a Neil. Neil Diamonds are a girl's breast fit. Neil of Fortune. Hashtag add Neil Diamond to anything. Uh, <laughs> okay. This one I'm going to leave you with, wall fans, on hashtag uh, add Neil Diamond to anything. They're coming to America to get stopped at the border by the, at the, border by the wall. Mmm. It's a little too close to home. If you're not familiar with Neil Diamond, uh, They're Coming to America. It's a very popular Neil Diamond song. You'll probably hear it in a couple months uh, on 4th of July. All right, another little little Twitter social trend that's happening right now with the hashtags would be hashtag what I'm running from. What I'm running from. And, and this, one is, this one is just all comedy gold because everyone's having fun with what I'm running from. Uh, and one in particular, my kids. All I hear is mom, mommy, mama a million times a day. Totally get it. My, my daughter is not quite talking yet, uh, but really it's just her. She may as well be talking because she just yells at me all day. And not like yells like, Rah! but she's like, when she wants something, ah, 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 that's all I hear. Ah, ah, and she's pointing. Ah, ah, ah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, what I'm running from, the PTA moms at school. You should run from the PTA moms at school. Oh, man, I can't wait till my daughter's in school. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, like, to rule that PTA. I'm going to rule that PTA. I'm going like to be like the one dad in there making such a... F- and not like a negative fuss. I'm just going to be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's have these fun... Let's bake sale. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I'll probably run from the PTA moms just because, you, you know, yeah. Uh, and my favorite of all of these is what I'm running, hashtag what I'm running from, my friend who keeps asking me to join the gym. Always run from that friend. Always run from that friend. Because what happens is they take you to the gym, and you sign up, and then you go twice, and then you're paying 60, 30 to $60 a month and to, for something you ain't even doing. I, I finally canceled my gym membership, and I was, I was a gym rat. I had, I had two gym memberships at one time. I had my work gym membership, and I, I was also a member of LA Fitness. This is back in my days when I was in shape, in shape, drinking less beer, eating less junk food. I was still eating a lot of junk food. Uh, the thing was I was working out literally two, three times a day, uh, and that was years ago. And ever since then, I, like, I, I'd go to the gym, and I, like one day, I remember I, one day I was, like, I was out sitting outside, uh, and my wife was inside with, with our daughter, and I came in, and I was like, you know, I think I can. We can take the money that, that we spend on my gym membership that I don't go to, and just buy some stuff for the house. Like so, basically, my, like we bought a little weight bench, and and I'm a cyclist. I'm a wannabe cyclist, uh, but I do have a trainer for my nice road bike. So I didn't need a stationary bike or anything. You know, I just needed a little weight bench. Like that's the main thing. I go to the gym and I get on a stationary bike, but like, dude, I got a stationary bike at home. I I can get on my nice road bike. Uh, and that was when I had this real, like, oh, my gosh. Not only are they just taking this money out of my account every month and I'm not going, but really I can take, like, less than a year's worth of that money and just put a weight bench in my backyard, uh, which is what I did, what I did. Still got to get out there and build it. This is what happens when you have a 15-month-old. It, it, it's hard to uh, to actually uh, to actually do things like that, you know. Uh, you know, when she gets a little older, that's when you can make her, like, hey, <laughs> let's build this. She's a little too young for for giving that kind of like good help. She does help me clean. That's what's interesting about kids is she helps. I, I have my daughter trained really well. She thinks it's hilarious when, because OCD and OAD, I'm, I'm ridiculously clean when it comes to that, the, the household here. And when the vacuum comes out, my, my daughter starts laughing hysterically. She thinks the vacuum's hilarious. Uh, she loves helping me dust. And in fact, the other day, she grabbed a tissue or something, like a clean tissue, I think, off uh, out of the box. Like, there must have been a tissue box sitting. She loves pulling tissues out of the box. If you've got kids, I think that's a common kid thing. Uh, but she pulls the tissue out of the box, and my wife moves the tissue box. She's still got the tissue. You know, what's she going to do? Uh, and, and I was in the other room, but I come walking back in, and my wife goes, uh, yeah, Zofia started dusting the coffee table. And I was like, that's my girl. That is my girl. And I, 100%, she learned that from me, 100%. Getting that ingrained there. Gonna have a nice, very clean daughter. Of course, at the same time, she throws her food all over the place. Uh, and she has a little toy box in her little play area. And 
she does that. She she kind of got away from it for a while, uh, but today she went back to it. And she goes and basically just stands over the toy box and just yanks each thing out and throws it, throws it. Now she can't throw it real far. She's not hurting anybody. Just throws it over her shoulder. Every single little thing comes out of the toy box. Oh my god. Well, there we got tangented a little. Oh, that happens. Tangent. All right, let's finish up some social here. This one I want to get a little serious with. Now, I put this one in social because this one should have gone in common sense, but this one went into social uh, simply because it blew up because the person, the victim in this situation, uh, actually had posted to social media, and and that's where this blew up, and that's where it got the recognition. So I put it within social media. And so what happened was, uh, and I can't, re- you know, I can't remember exactly where this is, uh, but a gentleman had gone into, and this African-American gentleman, had gone into an old Navy. He had some gift cards that he'd gotten for Christmas. This, this happened in January at some point. Uh, when he went into Old Navy, he was wearing like a like a winter coat from Old Navy, like one of those kind of bubble coat-looking things, you know? Blue coat. He goes in there wearing it and, uh, and picks out some items. He got some shirts, picks them out, brings them up to the register, and starts checking out. And the, the cashier looks up at him and says, well, do you want to pay for that coat you're wearing? The coat that he walked into the store with, wearing. Do you want to pay for that coat you're wearing? He said, no, no, this is my coat. I, I wore it in here. This, I, I already had this. And they started giving him a hard time. Wouldn't let him leave the store. Told him that they, he needed to take off his coat so they could scan the tag inside to make sure he hadn't stolen the coat. Come on. Come on, wall fans. This gentleman pointed out that there's a bunch of other people in the store wearing Old Navy clothing. And I imagine, because I'm not an Old Navy shopper, I've had a couple things from there, and I, I learned years ago that, you know, that shirt costs $5. There's a reason it costs $5. Like, uh, you know, so personally, I don't shop at Old Navy. It's fine if you want to shop there. But I imagine people that shop at Old Navy, they're probably wearing Old Navy clothes. In fact, I can totally relate. I do a lot of shopping at the van store. A lot of shopping. of the time I walk into a van store, I'm wearing something Vans. That's probably, it's probably 100% of the time because I I do own a couple other pairs of shoes that aren't Vans. But chances are I'm wearing Vans shoes. Like I can relate, you know. So people walking in, they're probably wearing Old Navy clothing because they shop there, you know. No one else in the store is getting questioned for the Old Navy clothing that they're wearing. This has never been a thing because he did some research and found out this isn't a scan it to make sure you purchased it thing. Made him take off the coat. And then they wouldn't let him leave. And so what he did was he talked to the store manager and said, you're going to need to go and check the security footage. You need to go and look at the security footage and you will see me walking in with this coat. Well, sure enough, the store manager goes to check the security footage. And wall fans, what does common sense say likely happened here? The guy was wearing the coat when he walked into the store. So just because he was African-American... He had to get profiled. They had to make him take off his coat so they could scan it and then make him stay there. He couldn't even leave. He's there purchasing things. Now, I've never done any shoplifting in my life. I, I, may, I might have stolen a candy bar as a kid. I, like, I can't even think of a specific instance. I've never done any shoplifting. I can't imagine that if you're going to shoplift a coat, you wear the damn thing up to the cashier and then buy a bunch of other stuff. I just I can't imagine. In fact, I've been in this situation. But Well, let me finish on this, and I'm going to give you some shoplifting stories. Uh... But what I like about this is he posted this to social media, and that's where it blew up. That's where the recognition came in. And sure enough, Old Navy corporate came out, spoke out against it, of course. And I'm not even on Old Navy about this. I am on the workers that were in that store at that particular time giving him a hard time about this because we went to find out that this is not Old Navy policy. Like I said, they're not, they don't need to scan tags and all this other stuff. The guy was blatantly profiled, blatantly pro- profiled. Uh, and good on you, Old Navy, because those employees were fired. They were fired. Uh, but the big winner here is two things. It's common sense and it's social media. It's common sense and it's social media because all of us can look at this. I'm a blonde-haired, green-eyed, white man. But even I look at this and say, this is wrong. This is blatantly wrong. And it was. And the good thing about social media, we joke about the dumb things on social media. The good thing about social media is the recognition and what came out. And who knows how the old, how old Navy corporate really feels about this, but they had to take a stand. And they had to fire those people. I'm not blaming them, but who knows? You know, we got a lot of racist CEOs out there. We have a racist president of the United States of America. You can't argue that with me. You can't possibly argue that with me. 
If you want to, if you, if you're going to argue with that with me, like, I think you need to rethink your life, rethink your allegiances. Uh, but the funny thing, I will tell you a little bit about, uh, <laughs> shoplifting. I've actually caught people twice. I've done it twice. So I grew up, my mother owned a candy store, retail candy store, uh, when I was younger, when I was adolescent and a teenager. And I'm working in the candy store, uh, one day, and this is when it was located in Mira Mesa, California, um, in Mira Mesa, California, and working in the candy store on like a Saturday one day, and I'm, I look up, and there's a couple of younger girls, you know, probably like 12, and they're walking around the candy store, and they're, one of them's like shoving lollipops in her pocket. So I turn to my mom, and I'm like, there's some there's girls over there shoving lollipops in her pocket. So my mom turns to me, and she goes, okay, well, just call security. We had mall security. You know, this is within a mall. Mall security. Okay, call, call mall security. And my mom knew the laws. You, you can't actually accuse them. That's the funny thing about Old Navy. Even if he was, like, trying to steal that jacket, it's 100% not shoplifting until he leaves the store. He's not actually guilty of shoplifting. Until he could have that jacket shoved down his pants, like, literally shoved down his pants. It's not shoplifting until he leaves the store. So my mother goes and stands by the door and waits for these two girls to leave. And sure enough, security, and I think I had walked outside so many years ago. I think I'd walked outside and met security, and security stand outside. And as soon as they walked outside, my mom said, no, stop. Security comes walking up. And she takes the lollipops from him. Security goes, well, what do you want to do? You want to press charges? And my mom's like, you know, I don't know if I want to press charges. Uh, but they got banned, you know, from the store. It's like you're banned from the store. Uh, the interesting one happened to me while I was in college. My first year of college. Took a part-time job. Turned into a full-time job at this retail establishment called Things Remembered. Yeah, Things Remembered. Uh, and a couple of younger kids came in. You know, and here I am, like, you know, late teens. I'm probably like 18, 19 at the time. A couple of young kids come in you know, maybe 14, 15 young boys. Um, and they're walking around the store. And here's the thing. My OCD and my, my semi-photographic memory, I remember things. And I'm watching them. And they got backs turned to me at, at certain times. And I'm watching them. And I know the laws with shoplifting. Well, they go walking out of the store. And I look up. And this thing's remembered. We had a particular flask that was sitting on a shelf. And I went, they took that flask. So I wait for them to leave. And I walk out of the store. And actually, uh, my coworker had just gotten there. And my coworker at the time was actually a friend of mine. I turned around, I was like, I'm going to go bust these kids. Hang on. So I walk out and I grab security and I'm watching these kids. And I, gra and I grab security on my way and, they're, and I'm kind of watching them. Uh, and they, they went in. This is the craziness about this. I'm not even kidding you right now, wall fans. They walk into an old Navy store. And the kid that had the flask looks up and he sees me looking at him from across the thing. And he reaches down under a display and he puts the flask in the display. Underneath the display. So at this point, I've got security with me, and I walk over to Old Navy, and I was like, those are the kids, and security stops them, and he says, w were you shoplifting from things remembered, and he said, no, we don't have anything, you can check, we don't have anything. As the security guard's talking to him, I point over to, I point over to the display, and I said, oh, you don't have anything? Well, what's over here? And I reached down, I pulled the flask out, and the kid looks, and he goes, oh, man, busted. So security takes them away, takes them down to, you know, they weren't arrested or anything, but they were taken down to the security office, and then they do this, like, official thing where they're banned from the mall. You know, you're banned from the mall. And if you listen to the podcast, you know, I've been banned from places, not for shoplifting, but for other things, maybe playing music too loud, it happens. Oh, my good old mobile DJ days. Uh, but there's my little personal shoplifting story, right? Full circle. Full circle. Uh, but moral of the story here. Uh, and, and that's, that's interesting is what I, what I, I learned this from my mother, uh, you know, a, a, someone, God, I, I cannot remember the saying, uh, you know, a happy customer, and this is just really goes for anything, but a happy customer is going to tell five people an unhappy customer is going to tell 105 people. And that's where the key is social media, social, there is power in social media, uh, and in common sense, which is why hashtag common sense. Ah. Uh. Now let's get into a little TV film and books. Oh, TV film. We don't have a lot this week. I don't. I don't. I do have some big news, which worries me. That's some big news. Uh, so Disney announced that they have hired the showrunners from Game of Thrones to helm uh, the a new Star Wars trilogy. If you don't know what showrunners are, it, when it comes to television, those are the guys that are really running the show. Haha, <laughs> showrunners. Haha. <laughs> no, but seriously, those are the guys running the show. Uh, you know, they ha you have writers and different directors and everything, but everything is passing through showrunners. Uh, so 
what they're going to do is is uh, Benioff and Weiss, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, if, if I have their names correct, the, the Game of Thrones showrunners are going to helm a new Star Wars trilogy. Now, to clarify for all of you out there, Wall fans, uh, when Disney first acquired Lucasfilm years and years ago, I'm still at Disney, so it was many years ago, uh, they, they announced they were going to do three more movies to finish out kind of the Skywalker saga, which is kind of how it's referred to now. So that's where we've got one more of those left. You know, The Force Awakens and whatever that thing that came out back in December was that, you know, I still haven't had a chance to see. Uh, we got one more of those coming out. Then we have another standalone trilogy that's coming out from Disney. A trilogy is when they announced a few years ago, new film every year. Uh, in addition to that, and the standalone films that they're working on, Solos coming out this year, uh, they're working on a new trilogy, completely separate from the Skywalker stuff and all of that, a brand new trilogy within the Star Wars universe, and that's what the showrunners for Game of Thrones are working on. Uh, this could be really exciting because they did a fantastic job with Game of Thrones, and especially considering that Game of Thrones was a book, and they had to lead the adaptation of that book into television and then really go past that because they've gone past where the books are. So they definitely have the talent there. What worries me about this, in fact, we were just talking about this on Sunday at the Super Bowl, and, and somebody was at the party said, are they really going to do a film every year? Uh, and someone else was like, yeah, yeah. In fact, it was, it was Chris, our fact checker, was like, yeah, they're, that, that's what they're doing. And I said, yeah, until they beat it to death and they don't want to do a film every year. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, eh, that's kind of what Disney does. Uh, so that's what worries me a little bit here is I just hope they're not going to run the entire franchise into the ground. You know, just it, and that's kind of where we're heading. There was such buzz around Force Awakens. Rogue One was this nice, refreshing thing that everyone kind of loved. Uh, and then there was a lot of buzz leading up to that last movie. You're not hearing a lot of that, a lot about it since, other than the back and forth with the with the hardcore fans arguing over whether it's a good film or not. Um, yeah, you know. So that's the interesting side of it. Is hopefully it can be great. Uh, but case in point, Star Wars Christmas special. That was not uh, that was not Disney, but Star <laughs> Star Wars Christmas special. If you're too young, just go ahead and YouTube. YouTube that one while you're out there subscribing to Go Tell Us a Wall podcast. Oh, all right, we got another one. I put this one in in TV, film, and books simply because it, it's kind of tech, uh, but it's kind of it's it's also books books. So Google announced this past week that if you have a Google, if you currently have a Google Home, uh, so it's twofold. Audiobooks are now available on Google Home, Google Home, Google Mini, and whatever other Google things you know Google products you have uh, now. If you currently own a Google Home, Google Home Mini, or any of those, you're actually getting a free audio book through Google. So if you currently have a piece of that hardware, check it out, get your free audio book, and then if you're into audiobooks, you can now get audiobooks directly through Google Home, and then you'll just be able to listen to them on your Google Home device. I, I, I'm not sure, but I imagine you will also be able to listen to it like on your Android handset, you know, handset, cell phone using those weird terms. Let, let's all get on board with that stuff. It's a hand handset is a phone. It's a that's a handset. Hand set it in your hand. I don't want to explain that every time. Most people do know that, but there's some people out there they're like, "What? What is that? Handset. It's a, it's a phone, but it's a handset." All right. Uh, now personally, I'm not a fan of audiobooks. I just I'm not. If I'm going to listen to something, listen to something, I'm either listening to music or I'm listening to like a podcast. You know, um, personally, I prefer to read my books, but I know a lot of people out there really love audiobooks, um, and I know it's a huge thing right now. My wife just signed us up for a free trial of Audible, which is like the Amazon audiobook thing, and you can, you know, download a bunch. I don't know. I don't, I'm I, personally, it's just it, audiobooks just aren't for me. I see the appeal. Uh, it's just and not for me. I'd rather read a book uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, listening to it. Just, if I'm going to listen to something, it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be some music, you know, something along those lines. Uh, oh, one more thing. Most importantly, wall fans on TV, film, and books this week. Most importantly, Deadpool tool. D Deadpool tool. Man, I don't know. Maybe mic check is stronger than the five point six that it's saying. Let's try that again. Deadpool two. Deadpool two, which is coming out in May. I believe it's May eighteenth. Uh, they just dropped a new trailer this past week, featuring Cable. Uh, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, yes, the son, the younger one, James, yes, James is the, the old, is the father, Josh Brolin is Cable, 
Uh, and I got to tell you, I like I've been so excited about Deadpool. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast previously. I've been so excited about it. The, the original Deadpool, hands down, my favorite comic book m- movie, my favorite Marvel movie, everything, hands down. I'm so excited about Deadpool too. And if you haven't seen the trailer yet, it does not disappoint. I think Ryan Reynolds should just play Deadpool for the rest of his life and do like a film a year. And he would be super rich and we'd all be entertained. I mean, I think he's already super rich. He probably is. I mean, he poured his heart and soul into Deadpool. You got to give him respect for that too. Ryan Reynolds was one of the main guys that made Deadpool happen. He he really was passion project, and you can see that in it because fantastic, fantastic freaking film. And I cannot wait for two. Uh, it might be the first movie I see in the theater since my daughter was born. I'm gonna be looking for a babysitter there in May because my wife's gonna want to see it too. She loved the first Deadpool as well. That like we own it. I don't buy a lot of movies. I own Deadpool. You know, there's like there's old movies that I like to buy because I want to own them, you know, especially if I can get it digitally. Uh, I own all the Kevin Smith movies, but just, I'm, not, I'm not out buying a bunch of movies. I own Deadpool. No question. I got it on Blu-ray. I got it digital. Not even messing around. Deadpool. Check it out. All right, let's move on to some music. Oh, man. I feel like we're tangented, but we're not like other than me t- talking about shoplifting stories. Ah, there's something else back there, too. I'm looking at my whiteboard, too. Oh, we're not on sports yet. I know the Olympics are happening right now. I know. We'll get to that. First, we got some music. First, I got some music. I don't have a lot this week, but I do have two things. And here's another one that I put this. I put this one in music instead of tech, you know, because it's kind of tech. It's kind of common sense, you know. Uh, Best Buy made an announcement this past week that they are going to discontinue sending. They're going to discontinue sending. Discontinue carrying physical CDs, physical compact discs. If you've been to a Best Buy recently, you know they still have a CD section, uh, which is, I'm sure, appealing to some people. Uh, but you can't imagine there's a lot of people going in and buying CDs. In fact, I think we're kind of heading that way with DVDs and Blu-rays when you can get you know HD digital versions of things. So Best Buy is discontinuing uh, the, the sale of CDs later this year, later in 2018. In addition to that, I'm hearing reports that Target, who is also one of the remaining compact disc retailers, uh, is is also looking to is trying to send back as much physical product to the the uh, the record labels as possible. So they're literally trying to return all this stuff that they put on their shelves because it's just it's not selling. Uh, and I found that interesting because I see it, I, I understand, uh, but we all need to recognize it's kind of the end of an era. You know, this happened with records. I realize records have come back. This happened with records and eight track and cassette tapes and you know. Remember mini discs? Mini discs were a freaking thing. That was a thing in the nineties. Thought that was gonna be like the new huge laser discs. <laughs> like, yeah, these all go the way of the dodo. A um, little bit of a s- expression there. Sorry if I'm offending dodo fans. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but it's kind of the end of an era. And I, I, I see the reasoning behind it. Personally, I don't buy a lot of CDs. I don't buy a lot of CDs. You've heard my ridiculous library CD borrowing stories, but I don't buy a lot of CDs. However, this does mean a couple of other things. I don't think the used media places are going away. Like in, in L.A., we have a place called Amoeba Music. You can get a lot of used compact discs, which is actually really great in L.A. Because what happens here in L.A., and I'm sure it happens elsewhere, but there just happens to be a lot of record labels in L.A. When you work for radio stations or record labels or whatever else, they give you CDs. They give them to you, you know, and they're marked that they're promo CDs. So you, can, you can't, like, walk into a store and return them. But if you go into places like Amoeba, Amoeba Music, uh, you know, or, or CD Trader is another popular one. Um, gosh, there's another one I'm blanking on that's fairly popular. Uh, Penny Lane used to be around. I don't know if they're still around. You can find these CDs that, like, just came out, albums that just came out, and you're getting them for, like, $5. $5 instead of 20 or, you know, tw- I don't think they got up to 20 You know, $14, $15. I don't know what CDs cost these days. I, I get most of mine digitally. I do still get physical digital music. I don't do any of the subscription stuff. I, I just don't. I everything I get everything physical. I want that even if I'm not having a CD in my hand, I want that like actual physical file and then it kind of goes across all of my platforms here, you know. That's that's just how I am. Uh but end of an era. End of an era. And I would keep an eye on those used CD places cuz that's the thing to keep in mind wall fans. Like this is what I do. Uh, as much as I do downloading and get those actual physical things, I uh like, let's say there's an album, an older album, Rancid, for example. 
you know, might be ten to twelve dollars on an iTunes or on Google Play Music. You might, but at the, that same album, you might be able to walk into a used media place and find for like five dollars. And then you know what happens? You plug it into your external CD drive because no one's got a damn CD drive on their computer anymore. You plug it into your external CD CD drive and you rip it, and now you got the digital files, and you got it for half the price of what you would have paid for just the digital stuff. So keep that in mind too, Wallfan. Thrift stores. Oh, that's a great place because everyone everyone sends their CDs to thrift stores. You go in there again for like a dollar, a dollar. And same thing with records, but they've they've caught on with records, and uh, they they have priced records appropriately. Okay, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room, and I put it under music instead of sports. I don't want to hear about it from all you haters out there. I know the freaking Patriots lost the Super Bowl, but we're going to talk about Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. I've never been a big fan of his music. I do find him to be entertaining. I think he is talented. However, he did the halftime show at the Super Bowl. And I think he did a fine job. I, I don't really watch halftime. I really don't. I, I genuinely don't. Like, the last time I was actually watching, like, sitting down and watching a halftime show uh, was the, well, 2004 Super Bowl for the 2003 season. That was the last time Justin Timberlake was doing the ha- Super Bowl halftime show. And I wasn't even trying to watch it. This is one of those instances I'll probably tell my daughter one day, like, when they're studying Janet Jackson nipple slip in, you know, FCC class or whatever. <laughs> like, like, that's going to happen. Like, just randomly was watching it. It was Patriots Super Bowl. I was watching it by myself and just, and it was one of those, did that, okay, did that just happen? But I don't really watch um, halftime shows. I'm watching a little bit of it. I'm sitting at uh, actually Chris and Bridget's house. Uh, we Chris is a big time Patriots fan. We, we, oh, oh, we watch Super Bowls together. But what I, what I found a little bit insulting was the Super Bowl took place in Minneapolis. Yes, Prince is from Minneapolis. We all know that. There's rumors that there was going to be a Prince hologram. Well, that was scrapped or not actually happening like they announced that before the actual uh, the game in the halftime show. And Prince hated holograms. Would have been super insulting. He hated the whole hologram thing. Well, instead, what Justin Timberlake did was there's a big sheet that comes down in the middle field and they project an image of Prince singing, I would die for you. And then Justin Timberlake is joining him, playing the piano, singing, I would die for you. And think about that, Wall fans. I get it. You want to pay tribute to Prince. I get it. And in fact, really, the purple and, and his little symbol that they were able to do the helicopter shot of, I really enjoy that. However, Mr. Timberlake, first off, I don't think you're worthy of performing a Prince song at this point. Have you naked by the end of the song? Like, that, that's all I need to know. Like, that's what you do. You know, and like that cry me a river thing. Like, I respect your talent and everything, but calm the hell down. Calm the hell down, you know? Uh, And on top of that, really, is that the best song choice? Is that the best song choice? I would die for you. The guy died. The guy passed away a year ago. Have some freaking respect. Have some respect, Justin Timberlake. And I'm glad he was getting a little bit of backlash. Because you're a talent man. You ain't worthy of singing that. Especially on a, on national television, national stage, and it should have been a different song. Because as far as I'm concerned, you just used, you just used Prince for your own gain. Used him. And if there is a Justin Timberlake, I Would Die For You version, that like his own track that comes out, then we all need to boycott that man. I'm not saying boycott him now, but he used him to gain popularity. Just because he's in Minneapolis. Calm the hell down, Timberlake. Ugh. We're going to move on to sports. All right. I know the freaking Eagles won the Super Bowl. I don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't. Everyone's like going to give me a hard time. Oh, the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we won last year, and we won three years ago, too. No, but the Patriots lost. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, they're cheaters. Shut up. Shut up. Don't be jealous of greatness. I get it. You think they're cheaters. You hate them because they win. I hated the Yankees, and I mean, I still hate the Yankees. I really hated the Yankees in the 90s. I really did. Because all they did was win the World Series. So I get it. You're bored with it. But calm the hell down. You don't need to hate greatness just because it's great. You know? Calm down. And it was, oh, Tom Brady's over the hill. 505 yards. That man is 40 years old and threw for 505 yards in the Super Bowl. 505 yards. 40 years old. I couldn't throw for 505 inches when I was 18. Give the man some respect. 
And that's where I'm going to leave it. Oh, no, that is not where I'm going to leave it. What I am going to say is, so Philadelphia wins, wins the Super Bowl, and they promptly destroy their city. Promptly destroy their city. Turning over cars, lighting fires, destroying their city. You know what's ridiculous about that? Is we have had a lot of discussion about police brutality over the past couple of years, especially recently with the police brutality protests. You know, <laughs> I think they are looking for new hope. <laughs> the Eagles might be moving to London because Philadelphia burned to the ground. The irritating thing here is I realized police were keeping the peace, and I'm not saying they weren't doing anything. However, you see at these racial injustice protests, what happens? What comes out fairly quickly? Tear gas, rubber bullets, riot gear. Watch the footage from Philadelphia. There's police out there. They're not in riot gear. They're not firing tear gas. They're not firing rubber bullets. And these people are turning over cars, lighting fires. In fact, two police horses were stolen. Two. They recovered one. Hopefully they got the second one back. Think about that. So, Philly, congratulations. You won a Super Bowl. You're wearing those stupid dog masks. That's fine. Do your thing. But you know what? Stay classy, Philly. Stay classy. Because you're better than that. Everyone should be better than that. And that's where I'll leave that. Uh, this is an interesting article that I found. I think we'll post this. And we're gonna we're definitely gonna follow follow this one. Um that's see, that's exactly what it is. That's the difference. Here's here's I can't I'm not gonna get over this Philly thing. This Philly thing's gonna bother me for months, you know? Because we have peaceful protests, and then what happens? Peaceful protests. People just sitting, sitting, and a sit-in, sitting, doing nothing. Just sitting there. Tear gas, rubber bullets. Bunch of assholes in Philly turning over cars, lighting fires, stealing fucking police horses. Horses. Think about that. And what? They're just revelers who got a little out of hand. They're just celebrating. Give me a break. Give me a break. Do better. Do better. I, I, I got to get off that one. I got to get off that one. It just, it's so frustrating to me. It's so frustrating to me. So frustrating. Uh, but this one I found interesting. One more thing on sports. Uh, and this is this just came out like today, I think. And I'm sure they've been working on it for a little while. Uh, but there's lawmakers in California that are looking, that have a proposal right now in front of the state to, to ban youth football for kids under the age of high school before high school, like essentially any football that's played before you get into high school football. Uh, so Pop Warner, for those of you that are familiar with it, Pop Warner is a big national organization. Um, I actually always wanted to play Pop Warner when I was a kid. My mother wouldn't let me. She thought it was too dangerous. She let me play football when I was a freshman in high school. And I still, and I tell friends to this day, to this day, I remember the, like one of the first days of hitting and I go and I get and they, and they have you lined up and you're just, you're right up against, it's you and another guy head to head. I'll never forget it because this friend of mine from high school, I still know him to this day, Mike Mogger. Big guy. He was a big guy. He's a big guy now. He's a big guy back then. And, and I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. You know, pretty tall. Back then I was skinny. I was like 150 pounds, 6'3", 150 pounds. So I go in and get one of these drills, and I just get laid out. I'm going full speed and just laid out. And I remember laying on the ground thinking I was going to die. Like not literally like I'm dying, but just being like, oh, my God. And I stood up, and I was like – Looking back on that now, absolute concussion. 100% I had a concussion. There was no, oh, no, go see the the the, uh, the the team doctor, you know, anything. Just, I had a concussion. And I think this could be a good thing. I know there's going to be a lot of pushback on this because people love football. Uh, personally, my kids will never play football. They just, they won't, they won't play football. It's not worth it. It's just, it's simply not worth it. But I'm not going to get on people who let their kids play football. However, I do see this as, as a good idea because of brain development. When you're talking brain injuries and developing brains, it's the same thing when it comes to medical marijuana. you know. And there are instances with, with kids that have incredible uh, seizures and stuff, and they're using uh, non-cannaboidal, non uh, might have the wrong term there, basically non-psychoreactive stuff. 
but it's always been a thing. Like we knew this even when I was a teenager. Like you shouldn't smoke pot, and, you know, until until your brain's developed. And this is kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. You know, now I get it. Every every sport's dangerous. You can get hurt in any sport. But we have seen the repercussions from football. And we've seen it. And this could be a good thing. So we're going to continue to follow this one, Wall fans. We really are going to continue to follow this one. Um, oh, I do have one more thing on sports. The Olympics have started tonight. There is some figure skating, some team competition going on right now. My wife is in the other room watching it as we speak. Uh, but the opening ceremonies are happening tomorrow. I am an Olympic freak. Just uh, Olympics. I love them. I love the Olympics. Summer, winter, I don't care. I just I get behind it, and I love the Olympics. So I'll be watching a lot of the Olympics. But I did find an interesting article uh, because the Olympics are taking place in South Korea. There's always a joke about Asians eating uh, eating dogs, you know, and there's always jokes. No, they actually do. In Korea is where it happens quite a bit. And Pyeongchang, where the Olympics are happening, have a lot of dog meat restaurants. And so what happened was the government asked these restaurants to shut down for the Olympics. Shut down. Only two of the restaurants shut down, and the rest have defied those orders and are staying open. So I'll be interested to see what happens there. Now, I don't have a problem with this. I, personally, I don't think you should be eating dogs. Like, But I also had a roommate who was Korean years ago. And he explained to me kind of the culture behind it and everything else. We're talking wild dogs. We're not like your next-door neighbor's dog is not getting taken and, and boiled up and everything else. These, like Essentially, like you're eating a wild animal. So imagine eating wild boar. You know, I'm, I'm not defending it. I'm just in their culture... That's how it is. And he actually told me all about the experience, and it's, it's a whole thing. It's like a big experience. It's almost like taking drugs. Like, for lack of a better example, analogy, it's like taking drugs. He's, he's like, you sweat, and it's just a whole experience. It's like, that's fine. Um, so I don't see a big problem with this, as long as they specify uh, that it's dog meat, that it's serving dog meat, because you have a lot of people converging on Pyeongchang uh, for the Olympics. Now, you're, you're definitely not going to have a bunch of athletes out there eating it, unless that's what they do. They're Korean athletes, and they, they want to eat that. Uh, because the athletes tend to stay in the Olympic Village. They're eating a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> that is a common thing with the Olympics. They eat a lot of McDonald's because there's McDonald's within the Olympic Village. They're an official Olympic sponsor. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully we don't have anyone accidentally eating dog meat over there in South Korea. Uh, but I found that interesting. It's part of their culture. It really is. And they made this exception for the Summer Olympics in London uh, a few years ago. Because, like I said, McDonald's is an exclusive sponsor uh, of the Olympics. Like, exclusive. And so what happens is you actually can't serve French fries in any Olympic venue during the Olympics uh, unless you're McDonald's. And what happened with London is because fish and chips is such a cultural meal there and it's such a staple that they made an exception for fish and chips and they could have fries or chips with the fish as opposed to only having the McDonald's fries. Uh, so there has been compromises here. There's, there is a precedent for this. However, that didn't involve dog meat, which is very controversial. And I, I, I like you, you know where I stand on this. I, like it's a culture thing. I respect their culture. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you should be stealing neighbors' dogs. Personally, I'm not eating any dog. Just not doing it. I'm not doing it. Oh, oh wow, that's interesting. Uh, see, the, here you go. Breaking news, Wall fans. Breaking news. This just came across. Uh, NBC says its Olympic U.S. ad sales set record for the Winter Games. Good for you. Good for you, NBC. Um, and really, I don't care what your ad revenue is, but th that just means we're getting increased popularity behind the Winter Olympics. And like I said, I love the Olympics. I'm an Olympic freak. I will be watching nothing but the Olympics for the next couple of weeks here. All right. We're not out of time, but we're getting short on time. So here's where we do the tech rundown. Mm, oh, man. Let me get a little, uh, yeah. A little sip of my Mike Check Pilsner from Boomtown Brewery. All right, let's run down some tech really, really quick so we can get to some common sense. Um, so Amazon announced that they have some new technology that they are putting into wristbands, and these should be coming out if they're not already in the warehouses, coming out very soon. And these are wristbands for every employee to wear. They wear two wristbands, a wristband on each wrist. And what these wristbands do is track their every movement throughout the Amazon warehouse. Not only tracks their every movement, uh, but also tracks any kinds of mistakes. So let's say they're moving boxes from one conveyor belt to another. It's going to track where those boxes were moved and who they were moved by. In addition to that, it has haptic feedback. If you're not familiar with haptic feedback, that's something really popular in the VR world. And really you should be because you should have already read Ready Player One in preparation for that film coming out because it's a fantastic book. It's going to be a fantastic film, Steven Spielberg. Uh, so get with haptic. And what it'll do is it might shake if you're putting a box in the wrong place. Can you imagine? You just, 
Yeah, getting out of hand, Bezos. You're getting out of hand. This is way too big brother for me. I can't get behind this, and uh, I hope they come to their senses and, and just get rid of this ridiculousness. I understand the need to track employees, but Jesus Christ. Uh, Google Home. Google Home. Yes, you know those. We've got one. We don't say it on the podcast. I've got a couple. I've got like two. I've got two, I think. Uh, if you know, if you're familiar with them, has to be plugged into the wall. Well, this awesome company called 97 Loft, and that's 90 spelled out, 7, number 7, Loft, uh, came out with a, in this third party, they came out with a battery for your Google Home. Hmm. So you can attach that bad boy to the Google Home, and you don't have to have it plugged in. Fantastic. I'll probably pick one of those up just for the heck of it. iPhone X, iPhone 10, iPhone triple X, whatever the hell it's called. So they're having some problems. Problems coming out, problems coming out with the iPhone X. So I'm, I apologize if you're one of the people that spent $1,000 on your stupid cell phone. Nobody needs to be spending $1,000 on a cell phone. Maybe maybe 10 years from now when it's like, you know, things catch up and inflation and everything else. Not right now. Uh, so there's apparently a big bug going around, and that would be a delay when calls come in. So they will start to hear their phone ring or vibrate or whatever else and not be able to answer a call for a good 20 seconds and sometimes not be able to answer the call at all. Uh, so be aware of that one. If you thought you were getting going to go out and get an iPhone X, I wouldn't trust it. And in fact, it, there are rumors, which I'm sure will sh will soon be confirmed, that they are going to halt production on the iPhone X later in 2018. Which, who cares? They'll probably come out with an iPhone X2, X3, triple X next year. So it doesn't really matter, uh, but they're running into some problems there. Oh, and something we talked about a few months ago, a couple months ago officially happened this week and that would be the nest hardware team being rolled up into the google hardware team despite the fact that nest was owned by google is and was owned by google they did not have their their hardware teams combined that officially happened this week uh, so we'll see a lot of a lot more integration across google products pertaining to nest uh, and especially google home i i really need my google home to, to I, I need to be able to just tell it to turn my damn nest cams on it can't do that it can change the temperature on the thermostat but it can't do the nest cams hopefully that's coming soon oh a little more tech a little more tech near and dear to my heart and i think it's finally catching up with all these idiots that decided to do what they did uh, and that would be USB-C headphones. So we've talked about on this podcast, removing the headphone jack from the cell phone is just, in my opinion, ridiculous. Ridiculous. I like plugging in my nice headphones. I got a freaking lavalier mic plugged in right now to my cell phone, streaming live on Facebook. You take away that that headphone jack, and I'm not. I have to get a whole new microphone, and I probably can't charge my phone at the same time. Think about that, wall fans. Well, what's happening is everyone's realizing that these USB-C headphones and these dongles and everything are not that great. And that's twofold. Because these USB-C headphones, they haven't caught up with the frequency range of traditional headphones. So you're not getting the same sound quality, period. We've talked about this with Bluetooth headphones. You simply cannot get the same frequency response out of Bluetooth that you do out of 3.5 or 9 millimeter jacks. It's it's simply not there. It's, it's not physically, I mean, maybe it's physically possible. It's simply, there is no physical Bluetooth that has the same frequency range as a hardwired headphone. And that's what they're running into with USB-C headphones. In addition to not having the same frequency response on these USB-C headphones, if you've ever, if you've done a little Googling, if you have an iPhone X or, you know, something that had the headphone jack removed, you'll notice that there was a time where you could get semi-decent headphones. Uh, you know, I, I have a pair of JBL earbuds that cost like $20 and this, the frequency response is pristine. It's not going to be the same as my nice Pioneer Studio headphones, but it is pristine. And what's happening, for you to get even remotely close to that same sound quality in a USB-C set of headphones, you're looking at a minimum, a minimum of $150. We're talking $130 more for just the bare minimum that might be close to that quality. I think they messed up here. I think we all messed up. Uh, what is that? Oh, and this is an important one. Oh, it's an important one. If you're a Google Chrome user, there's a bug rolling around right now for Google Chrome. I actually got it just the other day, but I've, I've gotten these things before, and it's one of those messages that pops up and it says, your computer's been compromised. Please give us your sensitive information, and then it freezes. So wall fans, if you're out there and you use Google Chrome and you see this come across, just remember, first of all, you never give out sensitive information. Second of all, uh, just get out of that right away. And the thing is, it freezes up Google Chrome on you. If you're a PC user, go ahead and use the uh, the task manager. If you're a an Apple or a Mac user, I think it's force quit. Force quit. It's been a long time since I, I had a Mac computer. Uh, so be aware of that. 
Don't click on it. Don't let it just sit there if it does freeze up your computer because it can then continue to work its way into your computer. But simply do task manager or force quit uh, and always have your damn firewalls up. Firewalls up. If you're a Windows user, Windows Defender is freaking free. It's free and it's fantastic. Use that. All right. Let's get on some common sense. We're running short on time. We're running a little short on Oh, man. Oh, we're always freaking running short on time. And it's not like I can add time. We, like it's it's just not. We can't add time. And let's get into some common sense. And the funny thing is, I like I, I was prepping today, and I pushed stories off for the next episode. And I was like, "Work, I'm doing no way." And I still didn't even have time. All right, little common sense. I would like to point this one out, which I am excited and confused at. Oh no, I'm not getting the exact brand here. Uh, so Station Twenty Six Brewing. Out of Colorado, Station 26 Brewing out of Colorado, they're a craft brewer out of Colorado, have started a new trend. And that new trend would be milkshake IPAs. Milkshake IPA. In fact, these are IPAs. Oh, yeah, oh, IPAs. Uh, that are made to taste like a milkshake, including cream and flavors like peach, uh, strawberry, and stuff like that. And they're making IPAs that taste like a milkshake. Or milkshakes that taste like an IPA. I guess it kind of goes both ways. Uh interesting i don't like sweet beers i just i'm not a big fan of sweet beers however we're definitely gonna have to try this one on the podcast like we gotta get some we gotta get some so if you're listening in colorado uh send me some station 26 brewing company uh and i'm looking at a peach milkshake that they have oh man they got them in 32 ounce cans they ain't even messing around 32 ounce cans of, uh so i'm gonna need some of these and i'm gonna need someone to come drink it with me simply because i'm not getting through 32 ounces of a freaking milkshake ipa all right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with one more thing, and then we're gonna talk. We are gonna talk about FEMA next week, uh, because I literally have some personal stories about FEMA. This is what happens. We got very tangented this week, uh, but last thing I want to talk about is there was a fraternity at Cornell, Cornell that was recently placed on probation. Uh, probation, meaning they're still functioning. They're just being watched. They're on probation, fraternity probation. Uh, and what they did was they were holding a contest called a pig roast. And it involved new members competing to have sex with the heaviest woman. So they were trying to lure women in, I'm sure, under the guise of, oh, I like you, and oh, all this other stuff, and essentially making fun of them. Cornell. This is at Cornell. That's Ivy freaking League. If this is happening at Cornell... Uh, and this was the Zeta Beta Tau. So Zeta Beta Tau, do better. Uh, just please. I, like, I don't even know what to say to this. And it's just amazing that we still live in this kind of world where people think this is okay. They think it's okay. Pig roast. Objectifying women. They didn't think that's okay. Like, essentially, not even just objectifying women, but really making women out to be things. Things, not people. Things. Well, Zeta Beta Tau, uh, you really need to do better. And I'm hoping that this really catches up with the majority of you. And, and the, the crazy thing here is Ivy League. Ivy League. So, Wall fans, we wonder how someone like the Orange Menace gets into the White House. This is how. This is how that stuff happens. Because these future leaders of the world... They go to college and they act like jackasses. And then they go out into the world and they think that's okay. They think it's okay. Well, wall fans, common censors, especially common censors, I'm going to tell you right now, don't join a fraternity. Don't join a fraternity. Don't let your kids join a fraternity. Don't let your, don't join a sorority. Don't let your daughters join a sorority. I don't care. Nothing good comes from that. Nothing good comes from that. You don't need to act like a jackass, get hazed to make friends. You don't. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. I have so many friends that I blatantly avoid some of them. And not because I'm too cool, but just because OCD, OAD. Like sometimes I just I can't. It's not that hard to make friends, wall fans. You don't need to join a fraternity and become a douchebag. And here comes the hate mail. Well, I was in a fraternity. I'm not a douche. I don't care. I don't care. Why'd you have to be in a fraternity? Why, what, what was your motivation to do that? To drink and rape women? Because my experience with fraternities, that's the majority of what happens. That is the majority of what happens. And I know there's service fraternities out there and all that stuff. I'm not, trying, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your stereotypical fraternities that all they're doing is throwing parties. And trust me, Sigma Chi, I know all about you guys. 
Oh, yeah. I was down there in Long Beach. We basically knew them as the date rape fraternity. And they got busted for it multiple times. I had a friend, literally a very personal friend that I went to high school with that was dosed at a Sigma Chi party in Long Beach. So I'm going to tell you, protect your kids. Protect yourself. Don't join a fraternity. Don't join a sorority. You're all better than that. Use common sense. Use common sense. You don't need to pay and be hazed and pay dues to make friends. You just don't. You don't. You don't. I don't make you pay dues to, to watch my podcast. You can come on here on the live feed and hang out with some friends. You know, tell your friends about it. Talk to your friends. You don't need. No. There's plenty of stuff out there. Do better. Do better. Uh, uh, fucking fraternities. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And on that note, hmm, on the note of disgusting, I will leave you with that, Wall fans. We do. I, I'm pushing stuff off for next week, uh, so make sure you're joining in next week because I do have some good stuff that we just didn't have time for this week. Uh, and like I said at the top of the show, more beer reviews coming up. Some Go Tell to the Baby content is coming up on the YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe there. Uh, also, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, and on Twitter, at tell the wall pod, and at magic muppet. Follow us on all those platforms. Most importantly, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That will take you to all of those things, including our Patreon page and some exclusive photos that only go up on the website. So check us out there. Uh, that's it for us this week. That was episode 45 of Go Tell to Wall podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, always have passion, wall fans. But most importantly, no matter what you do, no matter what you, no matter where you are, no matter why you do it, and no matter who you're with, Always use common sense.